Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio. This is Laurie Seymour from The Baca Journey. Today, I'm thrilled to have with me Gail Larson, who is both a teacher of mind and a dear friend. Gail's work has been described by Fast Company as transforming your relationship to your voice via the deepest stirrings of your soul. And that is so beautifully apt. Gail takes on what is often considered our greatest fear, public speaking, and helps us understand that fear is truly excitement without the breath. She delights in each person finding their own to speak the truth of who they are and what they love, to open hearts, inspire change, and move people to act. Gail is the founder of Real Speaking and the award-winning author of Transformational Speaking. If you want to change the world, tell a better story. Her original approach to communication draws from her own journey as a previously reluctant speaker, her respect for indigenous wisdom, 25 years in the world of speaking, and wide experience in business and association management. Gail offers transformational speaking to a global audience through both her online academy and monthly live immersions in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I first experienced Gail during one of her Holy Fool's Day extravaganzas, and I'm going to ask her about that, and then immediately signed up for her Santa Fe transpersonal speaking immersion. I've never looked back. Welcome, Gail. I'm delighted to have you here. Thank you, Laurie. So good to be with you again. So... One of the things that I just mentioned was about, in your, in your incredible biography, by the way, um, is the Holy Fool's Day extravaganza. And that really was the first moment I had been hearing about you for a long time, but it was the first moment I got to experience you. And, um, and I remember being so moved by the people that you had on, the way that they were speaking about their own transformation and what they were doing in the world. And, and how you were as, as a teacher and a leader. So could you share a little bit about Holy Fool's Day extravaganza? What is that? I'd love to. I was so taken by Joseph Campbell saying that the Holy Fool is the most dangerous archetype of all. Because the fool is going to do what she is here to do, no matter what constraints, no matter what society says, no matter what anyone says, there's a soul calling to step out, take a risk for something we care about manifesting in the world, and doing it no matter what. And... I so celebrate that because I think in life as in speaking, we're given ways we're supposed to show up and the techniques and rules for doing it. And they put us in smaller and smaller boxes that at some point people who have an inner life and a soul life just want to push those edges out and say it's time 
to do what I'm here to do. So every year, I feature several clients who've taken bold steps into something they want to try and are such great examples of the risk-taking and courage and the possibilities that exist when we say yes to what life calls us to do. Mm. That is that is a magnificent undertaking in so many levels because I know for you that you've been showing up for a long time. But what was your journey? What was that that instigating incident that that told you it was time to do what you were here to do? Well, for me it's been a lifetime of it, of following what seemed like a good idea at the time. I think it's been a, a, a full journey in many ways of being called to try something that probably wouldn't have made a lot of sense if I'd spent a great time in deliberation. And so in my first business, which was in the mid-70s, it was an employment agency for women. I'd left um, doing employment for Vanderbilt University and Medical Center and decided to start my own business. And it was at a time then when women were very frustrated about the opportunities. And you may remember, too, it was also the time of the Equal Employment Opportunity Act. Mm -hmm. Companies were saying, we want more women. But they weren't coming together at all. So I'd say my first really big holy fool act was to rent the largest public space in Nashville, where I lived at the time. And at that point in time, it was the Municipal Auditorium. And I decided I was going to sell booths, exhibit space to companies, and do three days of programming for women with speakers and see if I could get employers and women together in a more essential face-to-face -face way. And I always laugh that it was nine months <laughs> to come to fruition. It was my big baby. Um, I had 100 companies there hiring women. Mm -hmm. I had 75 speakers over three days, and 4,000 women from 16 states showed up. Wow. And, you know, I think it's probably, of all the things I've done in my life since, Midway in that, I thought, what was I thinking, and is there any way to get out of this? <laughs> you know, we, we kind of, it's like when you see in the tarot card the fool stepping off the cliff. Mm -hmm. like, you just got to go and see where you land. There's hardly a twig to hold on to on the way down. And so you just, I think a holy fool just says, okay, I'm committed to seeing where the journey takes me. And for me, it took me to... A lot of recognition um, and an award is the first woman to be the Tennessee Small Business Man of the Year and took me to Washington I got my award from the president and it changed my life and it also moved me into the world of speaking because people wanted to hear what I had to say so Actually, the things I've done over my life, I've been doing the transformational speaking, real speaking work since 2001 
when a venture I put my heart and soul into, just it, it was way before its time, and I lost everything. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to do this till I get back on my feet. And it turned out to be my real work. So sometimes when we take a step backwards, it's a whole different landscape. Mm-hmm. I found that life had prepared me to work with people in a way that probably wasn't available to me earlier in my life. I'm sure it wasn't. I didn't teach my first class until I was 55. Yeah. Oh, I can certainly relate to that personally. And, and, uh, and, and those of us who have been in, on different journeys or different, um, I want to say, um, circles of our journeys, you know, come around to a point where we say, okay, what am I doing? And I know there's more. I know there's mm-hmm. something else, even if I don't know what that is. And then what I think happens, Lori, is that everything we've done along the way starts flying in formation. Mm-hmm. I know I couldn't hold the space I do now for people to do what they do through my classes if I hadn't had years of facilitation training, if I hadn't spent years as the head of the Worldwide National Speakers Association. If I hadn't had my own painful journey through so many speaking courses that seemed to make me worse instead of better. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and and all my personal growth and and work with Angelus Arian and in indigenous wisdom Mm -hmm. are creating something that calls on the best in us rather than just trying to show up as the best, which can feel so phony. And there's something in that that also says, that also acknowledges that there is that best in us. And we don't have to keep walking in the dark corridors forever. Mm. And, and that we can shine the light on, on what it is as we start to move into that. But we do need to be willing to step off the cliff. Yeah, and in that case, it's an inner cliff, you know, to set aside everything we've been told about who we're supposed to be and get back to the truth of of who we are and have it be enough. Mm-hmm. Have it be enough. Yes. There's something in that that um, makes me think about what you call the home zone. How do we reside in that home zone? Tell, tell me a little more about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to go back even before that because I don't think we really are willing to step into what I call our home zone until we've named and claimed what in indigenous cultures would be called our original medicine. <clears throat> it's a wonderful teaching about the fact that we each have gifts and talents nowhere else duplicated. And we hear that, but I really wanted to make it real for people to be seen through the eyes of another person that they don't know with a current reflection of who they've become in the journey. And then to name in a way that really speaks to their soul what that medicine is. Because the second part of the teaching of original medicine is if we don't express it, it's lost to the world for all time. Mm. And we are in a world that needs our gifts. <laughs> we do not need to be marching along in formation. We need to be stepping out with 
that true gift and the piece of the web of life that we hold so that we can mend it and create wholeness in our world. And to have the strength and courage to live in the truth of that is really foundational to what I want for the people I work with. Yeah. And, and from, yeah, go uh, ahead. Well, I, it, I think then it, it both mends that inner world and the outer world because yeah. that original medicine, that which we find as most true about ourselves is what we both offer to the world and it's what we claim in ourselves and, and in that claim our life. Yeah, because, you know, there's so much attention right now on strategy and building a business in a strategic way without that true check-in with what's true and what's sustainable. And, you know, most of us can whip ourselves into a fervor around the way we want to show up and pull it off for a while. But I love that Gertrude Stein said, beware the double ouch. The first ouch is pretending to be someone else. And the second ouch is when the truth is known and it doesn't work anyway. <laughs> she says, go for the one ouch. It's much less painful. Mm -hmm. And I so love that because we can spend a lot of time trying to model what, what has worked for someone else and not have it be in the least bit aligned with who we are and what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. speaking of all things, wants us to be original. You know, being like everyone else doesn't get you many speaking engagements. <laughs> so it's strategic too. It is strategic, but it has to come from that place of inner stability and sustainability for it to work over time. Yeah. And building a business takes time. So having this foundation be solid from the outset when we decide we're going to speak or we decide we're going to show up with our gifts is, is so essential. And in, what happens instead is we often just start trying to build, build skills without doing that deep dive into the truth of who we've become in this journey. Mm -hmm. And what I found for myself, but I saw it in all of the people that were there in the immersion with you, is that whether or not someone was wanting to be a speaker, that, the, that, that deep dive into the truth of who we are brought us into such a core connection that no matter what it was that we were going to do with that, Everything else follows that. Mm -hmm. It does. I mean, it's. I think it's an essential. Uh, what's the word I want? It's an essential journey back that we probably need to take at different times in our lives. I think I'm taking it now, yet again. That we know what our medicine is. Yet there are different ways we're going to express it based on different cycles of life. So, um, Angelus Arian used to call it getting out of the jet lag of your life. Because we move so fast, we need time to stop and really catch up with who we've become so that we can make informed and inspired decisions from here rather than some idea of where we think we ought to be. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you and I were, were talking before we started the, uh, the recording today about retirement and how people see retirement. And, and I'm, I'm thinking about that in relationship to what you're just speaking about, that getting out of the jet lag, stepping out of that and finding out what is it that's, that's next? What is it that's here for us now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting time of life for me because um, many people are dealing with illness. Many friends have retired. And I'm tired. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, it became a discussion with one of my friends and clients in Australia, John Thompson, about what I'm retiring from, he says. You know, I'm, I'm retiring from conflict and difficult relationships and uh, too much office work and this and that. <laughs> what I'm retiring, you know, for. So the things that we want to claim, and I think it's a really wonderful way of saying, okay, I don't have the energy, the physical energy to drive things that I had earlier in my career. And how do I focus really on working from what my medicine and my gift is, as opposed to trying to do it all? And that's the investigation I'm in now. And it it, it was interesting because I talked to advisors about you know, what would, what would it look like to sell my business? And I realized it was not a holy fool model. It's fitting myself into a box, mm-hmm. assuming I might not do anything for the rest of my life, which I can't imagine. And it brought me back to a dream that I've actually been, <clears throat> every decade of my life, except this one now, I've tried it in some new way that hasn't worked. And the current version of it is a center for wholeness that is a place where people come for renewal and retreat and learning. But um, I and a number of teachers actually live there so that we can be nurtured in our everyday lives and co-create the kind of programming that the world is asking for now, bringing our respective gifts to the table. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's the latest way I'm looking at it. Um, various ventures and ideas over the years, but this feels to me like maybe a very sane, um, significant way to create both what a number of us say we need in terms of community and support and also continue to offer our gifts in a way that, that feels more nurturing. And that's a beautiful vision, Gail, of, of a, co-created, a co-created vision that, that offers to the world, that continues to offer to the world, and supports the, the natural transition from one stage of life to another. Mm-hmm. And to not have it all be old people, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not have it all be elders to mix mm-hmm. up. You know, what people, you know, there's, there's single parents, there's younger people who, you know, have a different idea than the American dream of what life looks like. And I'm looking forward to calling together some people to see what, what collectively, collectively we envision that might, that would allow us to really bring this dream to earth. I see so much struggle around where do I live and what can I afford and 
how do I have privacy and still have community? And I, I think there's an opportunity to rise above the current conversation and create something amazing. I, I, I love that. I, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm in because I've, truly I have been talking about similar kinds of things with some friends, some friends that have been on the journey with me for a long time. And in a way, there's always been that picture of how can we come together collectively and, and create something and that, that works, that works yeah. physically even. Yeah, yeah, because... You know, if we wait too long, we're not going to have the oomph to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you need care and community, it's a whole different um, journey than co-creating something amazing together and recognizing we all bring gifts to it. Mm-hmm. But I think the conversation is somewhat inspired by what aging looks like in our culture and the fact that you know we want ways to to show up that continue that allow us to continue to bring our gifts forward yes and i think retirement really is an old model it's 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 outdated mm-hmm. it's not practical and i don't think it really keeps our souls happy and instead of being worried about the economic situations of the world and how that's delaying retirement and those kinds of conversations then we get to move into a creative way of viewing the whole process. Yeah, and it's very real and present for me because I talked to a financial planner that was very depressing Mm -hmm. because I realized two things. First, if I were to retire, I couldn't afford to live very long. But secondly, the whole model assumed I'd never work again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, work for me has always been a very creative essential aspect of who I am, even though it's taken many different forms. And I'd miss it. Exactly, exactly. And I think when people don't have a a vehicle through which to express, which work really is or can be, Mm -hmm. then they they deteriorate. I mean, Mm -hmm. no matter what age, if we don't Mm -hmm. have a vehicle for self-expression, we we don't go down. Well, mm-hmm. so one, one other thing that I wanted to uh, ask you about is your online academy. I know you launched that maybe, what, two years ago? And two years ago. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Well, you've done the immersion, which is four days with six people. And it begins with actually original medicine and ends with really putting out there the speech you were born to give. You know, based on the truth of who you are, speaking in your original way. So it's an eight-module course. It's um, everything we do in the immersion and actually more. I got very carried away and said, oh, I, I can add this discussion. I can put in this video. And then at the end, there's a lot of information about really taking the stage and marketing as a speaker that we don't get to do in in the four days as well. So it's a course for people who can't take the time or have the budget to come to Santa Fe to do the work on their own pace. They can start at any time. It's eight very rich modules. I'd say plan about five hours each. And in each one, you're challenged to create a video to 
watch yourself and bring forth the learning of that module. And it ends up with that new talk. We have monthly community calls where I coach people with questions based on where they are. And we also have a Facebook page where people can post their videos for feedback. And I am so stunned, Lori, by people all over the world sending me their success stories of stepping out in a big way with their speaking and feeling so at home in themselves. And that takes us back to home zone, doesn't it? It does. We've come full circle. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think what people say they want in speaking is a comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying get rid of the comfort zone. It's professional. It's our information. It gets us hired. It gets us invited to speak. But if we stop there, it's forgettable. And what I'm wanting for each of us is to find that home zone. One of my clients from France kept calling it the ohm zone. <laughs> 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 and we loved it because it is that place of ohm. Mm -hmm. I'm home. And when we're speaking from there, you know, it doesn't mean we jettison structure and that we don't plan, but we trust ourselves enough and that center of who we are to respond in the moment. So it gives us a lot of spontaneity within that structure because we've given up the script. And claimed who we are. Yeah. And mm. just had, and you know, it's like you can see when someone's in the home zone, you listen to every word. You just feel it. You feel yeah. them. And, you know, if someone's working from a script, it's evident. There's just not the connection. You can't be in the present. You can't be in that power mm -hmm. of now. If you're working up from a script you developed yesterday. Exactly. So there's that, there's that trust that you are guided, that you're grounded, that you, you know where you're going, and you can trust yourself in the moment. And it liberates us to have much more emotional contact and impact from our speaking. Mm. And, you know, I would say this very same thing is true about living life, is that we have to be, we cannot do the script we had yesterday and have mm -hmm. it be alive today. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it, it's what I said about continuing to check in and catch up with ourselves mm -hmm. because things are changing so rapidly. And we have to recognize we are too. Mm, we are indeed. And I, I feel it every moment. And, and certainly when I stand up to, to give a talk or when I'm doing my online talks, if I'm not in the present moment, in a way I have no idea what to say that feels real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's very hard, isn't it? I mean, actually once we know the home zone, and we know what's possible, it becomes a way of living. It's so far beyond public speaking. Exactly. It's a way of living. I love that. Yeah, I, I want to tell people that they can find out more about the online academy, about the immersion, about Holy Fool's Day when that comes around next April uh, at www.realspeaking.com. So all of your transformational programs, transformational speaking programs are there, right? Um, is, there is there any last thing that you want to share? 
I'd like to share that right now I'm feeling so connected to you, Lori, and remembering our beautiful group in Santa Fe and the friendships that developed. Mm -hmm. And I think it was such a great example of the kind of connections that form when we're totally open and vulnerable and willing to speak from the truth. And I'm so proud of watching your life and your business unfold since we were together. Mm. Congratulations. I love you so much. Thank you, Gail. I love you too. It's, it, this has been such a rich time for me to be with you today. Mm. Thank you. And for me, journey well. So to all of you listening in, thanks for joining us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. And be sure to, to subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. <laughs>